What creative do you like the most? Like across the board? Or? Yeah, just period. What creative across the board? As far as an artist, because um, I'm a visual artist, uh, my man is Kara James Marshall. Uh, as far as music, my boy is Nas and Andre 3000. Oh, I like Three Stacks. He is so cute. I don't know about all that. Oh, he's nice. We clearly got different focuses. For me, I would like (laughs) I could do visually what they do. Like with rap. Mm -hmm. Audibly? Yeah, I want to do that. Mm -hmm. Shakitra. Now you was just talking about Cat. Cat is my dude all the way around. Mm -hmm. He's my motivation right now. Really? Yes. Like some of the things that he it's it's not even any any of his new stuff, it's his old stuff. I ain't gonna lie to you, Cat Williams is my favorite comedian. Yes. I know I just asked y'all who's y'all favorite creative. I don't have an answer to that myself, but like I just know I really like me some Cat Williams. He's my favorite. I can listen to his. I listen to him on Pandora. It can be the same jokes. And I'm gonna laugh at them, like it, like I ain't never heard him before. Okay, as far as comedians, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dave Chappelle still my favorite, but I do like a lot of the um, the up and coming like comedians that's doing the social media stuff. I like that a lot. The social yeah. media comedians. Yeah, because they like taking control of their own like destiny. And stuff. I met Jess Hilarious when I was in Jamaica. Really? Yes, I got a picture with her. Somebody. Instagram at love Aaron AD. I, um, I saw her. Me and my husband were chilling with some Canadians, and uh, Larry was like, "Were y'all smoking?" No. If you, if you chilling with Canadians <laughs> and you in Jamaica, you probably smoking like straight up. But uh, well, they don't do drug tests where I'm at. But <laughs> but Larry was like, "Who's that with all that weave?" I feel like I haven't seen her before. I turned around. I was like, "Oh my God, it's Jess!" And the Canadians, they were white. Canadians, they didn't know who she was, but he went over there. He, I was too scared to go over there, but he went over there and he said something to her. And I saw them, like, I saw him talking to her and pointing at me. And I was just sitting there, like, oh my gosh, she's looking at me. And I was like, oh, oh, hey. She was like, no, come here. Like, I was a puppy. Come here. It's come just, here. I'm the one that was dating. Um, <laughs> That's the one I got into with me, Mills. And was dating Country Wine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know who she was dating. Yeah. Is he white? No. Well, that's not who she was with in Jamaica. <laughs> Country Wayne, Country Wayne is. Uh, I probably don't know his face. I'm sure I know his work. Away. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. But anyway, Jess yeah, Hilarious is dope. I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she cool. She, I like her. She she's on a TV show now. I think with Rail. She was yeah, on it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Is that? Right. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Back up for second season. I haven't seen it, but she's yeah. dope. I like her. Let me see. My favorite create. I don't have a favorite creative, but there's people that I like. So I know I just put that question out there to y'all. What but about writers, what about like you know? People, I'm feeling. I'm gonna do this. Like I just said, Cat Williams. I love him. I love Amanda Seals. Okay. Amanda Seals. She got a heart and she care, but she also don't give a fuck. And it's not like don't give a fuck and like a. I don't like you. It's just like she's gonna say it. She's gonna stop it. If you're saying some stuff that don't agree or is out of line or is just you know. She, she gonna stop it right there and be like whoa or if you're saying something about her she's gonna be well let me correct you let me tell you what this really is it's a video I'm gonna I'm talk about this probably in a later episode but it's a video the the real I think got an NAACP award or something like that and so some woman from an, a reporter from um, Extra is interviewing them and the reporter says something to her and you see Amanda's like stop she literally hit the table and was like stop and Lonnie Love grabs Amanda's hand like 
it was kind of like that alright girl and the man is just like okay stop right there and then like um, the reporter said something about Amanda and Jenny button heads and she was like okay no so let me let me she didn't say let me correct you but she did say let me correct you in so many words like I just love her she just keep it real all the time people have love hate for a relationship for her and I can see why because she just she come on out with it but she backs up everything she says with facts even if she might be wrong on something she's gonna say she's gonna say how she feels where she gets their information from and you can't do nothing but respect that I just I, I, I guess I answered my own question in that area I guess Angela Rye would be one of my own. okay she follows in that yeah. in that uh-huh. one of my my outspoken you know just tell what's on their mind for, for when it comes to that cause just her persona a lot of people take her her demeanor as being hard or harsh or whatever but is it hard is it harsh I don't think it is I don't think it is either like you said about Amanda she has facts to back up whatever she's saying it's not just I'm just putting my black girl attitude out there I'm telling you how I feel and this is what's backing up Mm -hmm. behind it Mm -hmm. yeah I don't agree with you but I don't agree with you because of this it's just not I'm not agreeing with you just because Mm -hmm. but but most most of the time when you see stuff like that anyway just like I said like what Amanda said like it's a love hate relationship it's like when uh when you have a strong black woman that's you know you know when they say when they say things it's like all of these other things come that's already connected to black women historically yeah. so you can be like in a bad mood and people be like why she got an attitude like, and it's like do it's, i even have one i'm just on. talking to you yeah yeah that's, i got other things going on mm-hmm. outside of you so you mm-hmm. know I see that, you know, even as a male, like, I see stuff like that anyway. So it's, it is always, you know, these other things that's, that connect to, to black women when, especially in a position, like a powerful position. Because, like, even with, um, what's her name, Harris, Harris uh, running, that was running for president. Um, I know, Camilla. Uh, Camilla oh, okay. Harris, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she, it was always these other things that, you know, that was out of her control. Like, yeah. her demeanor, like, as a, as a black person, a lot of times your demeanor protects you. Like, it's not that you're always angry. It's just that you need people to, yeah, you need people to stay at a harm's distance because mm-hmm. people do bring harm to you because they're afraid of you because of these other things that, that yeah. Just I've like, had people say to me they couldn't read me. And sometimes I'm like, good, because right. why do you need to read me? Like, you asked me a question, I answered it. You know, like I'm. We're talk. We're in. You call me in my office because you in your office because you feel like I'm not. I'm not. You know, meshing well with everybody. That's happened at a job before. It's glad. Luckily, it was a Tim job, so it didn't matter because we both trying each other out. But she was just like, it was a lady, a white lady over HR and hiring. She was like, I just can't really read you. And I'm saying, and I, in my head, I'm like. Why do you need to read me right now? You're telling me you don't think I fit. And honestly, deep down inside, I don't think I fit either. So why do you need to read me? I did my job. I did it well. I learned it. I'm just not around here like, hey, girl. Well, I, so that's fine. Yeah, too. that's fine. Yeah, it's it's kind of difficult when you're dealing with microaggressions too. Like a lot of times when you're in these jobs and like you got these degrees and people don't feel like you're supposed to be there, but like yo, I did yeah. the same thing you did to get here. But you have to deal with people not being outwardly, you know, against you. But they got these little things that they do. So some some days you come in, you like yo, like I really don't feel like fucking with y'all today. Like I'm just gonna. 
not speak to y'all today and I'm going to go to my office and I'm not going to, you know, deal with y'all today. And then they feel like, well, why, is, oh, why, 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 why? Uh, I'm not, finna, I'm not going to deal with y'all today. I don't feel like it. Oh, what's right. wrong? Yeah. Are you not feeling well? Are you yeah, I, I didn't, I really didn't appreciate the way you treated me. I mean, the, 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 the little things you was underhanded things you've been doing around here. Yeah. But I'm, I'm chilling. Time. Yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm cool though. <laughs> okay. Look, with that being said, y'all, let me, you are listening to a daydreamers podcast and I am the daydreamer Aaron Ashley Davenport that's my whole name you can look me up by Aaron Ashley Davenport and I got two dope people in the studio with me today the first person has been on the show before an early episode um Vita Shell he is a visual artist and a professor second person is Shakitra May White she's an author and a spoken word artist thanks for coming to the podcast y'all yay now I'm gonna let y'all Introduce yourselves. Okay. Um, I'm Shakitra May White. I'm known as Queen. Um, I am an author, as she said already, and spoken word. Uh, I kind of got my hands in a lot of stuff as far as uh, when it comes to ministry, it comes to uh, I'm a barber stylist. I just kind of got my hands in a lot, a lot of things. But I'm learning that this spoken word thing is where I can actually be me. Okay, okay, Mr. Professor Shell. And uh, my name is Vita Shell. Uh, I'm an artist. Um, I do a lot of stuff myself. Um, I have managed music from time to time. Now, see, I didn't know that. Wow. I've been um, a part owner of a bar. Um, I think I knew that. Yeah. Um, what else have I done? I, I, I'm a professor when I'm in town and I... Um, I can I'm available to teach for a semester uh, and I'm not traveling I do murals um, so I paint uh, on walls outside if people for people that don't know what that mean uh, and what else do I do I do a lot of, a lot of stuff and I'm a community person um, and I think that's the thing that um, glue the the thing that holds everything together is my ties to community because with all of this stuff I'm always thinking about how that stuff connect how how do I uh, influence the next person how do I connect the next person how do I you know um, you know make sense of my own life my own existence through uh, community so um, yeah that's me that's the shell of itis y'all so we already they already heard our little discussion about creative people and who who we really look up to and who we favor but I, I need my, my my daydreamers to, to know who they really are dealing with I got one question to ask y'all real quick who do you get down with do you get down with the mambas or do you get down with the now and laters mamba all day yeah mambas uh, yeah. if you got some soft yeah. now laters like I could deal with that are you yeah. serious I'm about to put y'all both out of here you don't get down with the now and laters no I mean if it's a hard one that's the hard especially the hard ones I can't out of here I just Vitus I really I, I just knew Vitus you was gonna be down with the Namalators well I'm a Namalator person cause I'm old school yeah but nah if it, if they if they soft I'm down man I done bought I like mambas here y'all can have these mambas I done brought y'all some snacks don't say I never did nothing for y'all I cannot believe this I was just like oh Vitus me and him gonna get down with these Namalators real quick nah see if they, if they some soft ones I can deal with them but what? But now and later. I mean, well, the old school now and later's are hard. Are hard. Yeah, they yeah. were hard. Yeah. Um, Mama's always been soft, but I feel like now and later's just got like more flavor. 
Now I just got more flavor. Okay. And I got y'all the tropical mambas too. No, I'm at I'm at a place in time in my life where if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. <laughs> that's how that's where I am right now in my life. Well, okay, mambas don't have as much flavor as the nine laters. And I feel like nine laters they last a lot longer because they are a little harder. So you can just put them at the roof of your mouth. Oh yeah, and just let them chill. Now, when we we oh, yeah. Shakisha, you and I saw each other the other day. You had a now. Did you have a now later for the first time, or was I think that's somebody else? That was not me. Oh, okay, somebody else had a now later for the first time, and it was magical. And I, I was like, I told you, girl. The girl at the um, Crystal. Yes, at the restaurant. Yes, Crystal. Okay. Well, now you see y'all dealing with some mamba ass eating people. I'm a now later chick, and my favorite, my favorite is banana. Oh no! You like it the- even like even with Laffy Taffy's. It's oh, yeah. bananas. I yeah, love the banana. I'm banana girl all day. Mm-hmm. Banana strawberry. Okay, what's your favorite flavor for the mambas? I don't know. I got all these nominators now. I just knew you was gonna eat them I up. Love them. But yeah, I, I was wondering how um, banana um, nominators even. It- Kind of existed for as long as it they have. Oh, well, I, I kind of got a better understanding. Of but that is amazing. Yeah. I don't know. You got a good balance. Okay. And something else, I need, I need my my um, my daydreamers to know who they dealing with, who they listening to today. So y'all know Jana Dubois passed away. Yeah. Is it Janet or Janae? I don't know. I'm I call her Miss Janet Dubois. If y'all. Everybody knows her as Wilona. Wilona. Y'all, Jenna Dubois um, played Wilona on Good Times, and she passed away the other day. And um, what is your best Janet Dubois memory? What do you know her from? Her and Penny, baby. Penny? Okay, I mean, Penny's mama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you know her from? That's where you know her from, Vita? Yeah, Penny's, Penny's mom. I remember her from, uh, I mean, of course, Good Times. And she was beautiful. Like she was, she 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 was. You know, and I was wondering. People on there were real fashionable. Um, even um, what's the the daughter? Um, uh, why why you making me think? I know her name. Yeah, everybody on there was fashionable because they had like these very Afrocentric like things going on through the whole show, and um. They were always like these little things that we still do now, like the braids and the hair. That um, what's it? What's JJ's sister JJ? Uh-uh. And it's um, her name was Bernadette. Bernadette was her name. She Thelma. Thelma. Yeah. Thelma. Thelma was beautiful was too. Like, she was yeah. dope. Oh yeah, she was beautiful. So, but um. <clears throat> Yeah, how you say her name? Janelle? Jan- Janelle Dubois. I'm sorry, I'm drinking daiquiri, y'all. And I got now later stuck in my teeth. Like sex symbols for like. She hair. was like, her uh, and Foxy, Foxy Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were on Martin. Do you remember the episode when they had the pimp show on Martin? Well, she mm. was on Shaft too. See, I don't remember. Oh, I, you know what? I didn't watch Shaft. I remember her from I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. She played Mama. I, when I ain't had no cable, when I, I lost my job one time, and I had no cable, and I watched movies every day. I watched I'm Gonna Get You Sucker every day. I had a ghetto movie night Jenny every night. Jackson, yeah. Holly Berry. She was in that round, mm-hmm. but like, like a different era. I think mm. she might have set the stage for them. Yeah, yeah. 
She won. Okay. And I definitely um say with Foxy Brown, she she definitely sets the stage for Beyonce. Like everybody, I think Beyonce is really like patterned after Foxy, Foxy Brown. You yeah. think so? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like How? If you, and if you you catch some of her characters of what mm-hmm. she what she dresses in certain times, they're all yeah. patterned off of. Yeah. Off of Fox. Build too, like they kind of built the like. Well, that's genetics though. Yeah, but I'm saying like, mm-hmm. you know, I think she carried herself in that same way though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So. Did y'all hear? This is so random, and I hate to I hate to do this to Foxy, but did y'all hear that story where like she used to date? Which Foxy Brown? Yeah. Don't say the Foxy Brown around. You know what I'm talking about? She's date Richard Pryor. Mm. Oh, the cocaine? Yeah, when you put cocaine, she found out he was putting cocaine on his penis when they would have sex because she went to the doctor. Uh, uh. And the doctor said something about it. Oh, well, I didn't mean laugh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I well, see, I didn't know that part that she couldn't have kids because of that, but I just heard the part that he used to put cocaine on his penis. I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You didn't get the whole story. Nah, nah. I'm thinking like, you know, this is the most silly shit that Richard Pryor do. Okay. We're going to put the kids to the side. So now back to Richard Pryor putting cocaine on his penis. Now that's some bullshit. But for what? Did you know why he did that? Wait a minute. Did you hear? Did y'all ever, um, did y'all watch the the documentary they did on Richard Pryor? Mm-mm. The one where he's talking about, um... Man, he talked about some a whole, a whole bunch of stuff, and he was like, uh, everybody in the hood. The one where he talking about the boys in the hood used to smash yes. one of the guys in the hood. What? Everybody did it. What? What? Everybody. It what was like He said it was a dude in the he hood. He did some stuff, man. He was man, he was off wild. The wall. Yeah, he was wild. Like he was, His whole life was kind of just wild. Like even was, before that, like when he was a kid, he grew up in a house of, of, of uh, what is a blast kind of a blast house. house. Yeah. His mama was a prostitute? Yeah. Or a dancer? Uh, what? His mom was like the... Uh, she was the madam. The oh, mom. okay. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and it was a bunch of women. You know. He grew up in a whorehouse? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Wow. Okay. I mean, like, even to, down to him uh, burning himself, like, he, what? he got high, set himself on fire. What? Yeah. Why don't he, I know he, that? He got a wild story, yeah. He got a wild okay. story. He met, and then, like, the number of women that he married, I think he married... Like seven times, yeah, but he married seven, two women twice. I really. Yeah. So he just married his girlfriends. He had a lot of stuff going on. Kim Kardashian uh, did that too. And then the last lady he was dating was when he was going to his chill when he was went, went through his chill moment when he was like reflecting on you know saying the n word and. I, I do have a. Um, I do have a, a no nigga household. Oh yeah, okay. We don't. That has been. Look how you look at Shakisha. We do. I have implemented that in my house. That is a rule, and I'm only saying this because I want people to know what I'm talking about. We have a no nigga household. Like, it's reduced. It's reduced. I'm not saying it's completely gone, but it has been severely reduced in the household because I know I know it's in black language and black people. Some black people I haven't have just you know taken that word and revamped it. I have not revamped it, but. I mean, it gets used, but... Not curse. <laughs> what I've been saying is you child of God. Mm. What happened? I don't even. So it's a replace. It's a you know, replace. You know that ninja come from right? Cracker. No. No. It's no. the girl from the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Lakers. The lady said that Kobe Bryant, the former uh, player of the L.A. Knacker, Knacker, niggers. It sounds like niggers. I think. I don't think she niggers. was trying to do that. I, I don't think, think she, she wants. She, she had it in her head. <laughs> <and> her head. <laughs> 
thinking. She probably had heard somebody jokingly saying it earlier. Yeah, it and it's in her head. Okay. It sound like she said nigga. I saw some story. I saw some stories about. But I didn't really go into it. Knackers. That's what I use now. I don't. I don't say anything that. What's up, my knackers? See, because you still say, you still saying nigga. Mm-hmm. You still are. That's what you're saying. No, I'm not. You still are. But like I, the I can thing stand is, in front of my students I know at the, the university and say knackers. Get your book out. But you're out. using just you're using <laughs> it in place out. of nigga, which means it's the same thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like you're still you using it's the mean, it's exactly. That's okay. no whatever okay. it is. Anyway, we have a no nigga knacker. None of that stuff is in the house. It's knackers. reduced. It's definitely because my Y'all thing was knackers don't sit down. No, because my thing is like what my husband was saying. I'll be like, like if we're talking, if he's watching basketball, he's on the phone with his friends, or he talking to me like, man, I nigga right there, and I'm like, you're referring to a white man. So you're using this term. It's just a general term. You know what I'm saying? Or you're talking about you talking to my dog, but to my man, and the, I'm like, no. But ain't that us being creative? Like we create folk we no we didn't create that yes i'm saying we use words and we change the meaning of them no Pop, that's the basis i'm not doing that not with that that's word cases of Ju- uh, John no because ain't, ain't nobody ain't nobody change. is changing the meaning of and i do not use these words i'm just saying this to, for my point on my show nobody's changed the word of wet bag Nobody has changed the word of change. Well, Nobody's show you. and I and I, I'm over here cringing for me even saying it because I I, yeah, I don't right. like it. I'm just using it for this right. point. But the problem is, is that we as black people have owned the word. We have take, taken ownership of the word that was meant to. Uh, but if somebody that's not black or even if a black person say it to you in a certain tone right. and it's like, I whoa, agree. what you mean? So so have I've we taken guilty. ownership? I, so I'm, I'll tell my story. I've been guilty of I do. I am offended when it's used when by black folks in a negative tone. Because like, if I say it to somebody, I am demeaning you yeah. in the sense of that word if I say it. And I really don't want to. But if I say... If it's just like me, I mean, I get to drinking this slip out, okay? Because because I've been, I didn't grow up with that word being used in my mama's household. That was, it wasn't until I got out of her house where I heard it all the time. But but if I if I'm if my husband pissed me off on some shit, and I'd be like, hey, I'm talking to you as how you would have been talked to in the 1800s, okay? That's what I mean when I say call you that. That's what I'm saying. Like I do, I I don't like it when black folks use it in that time. So I I, I get it. So I tell, standard. yeah, it is a double standard, and I get it. And um, like when it's somebody that's not black and want to be cool, or other homies and gave that person a pass, I'm like, yo, this you shouldn't use that word. You should, especially don't use it around me. And these are the reasons why, because. If we as black folks are still arguing over the word, you definitely you for damn sure don't need to, to be using it. Yeah, yeah, to the table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Because I'm like, I don't like it when somebody like, uh, you know, I'm black, but there's some niggas over there. I'm like, nah, we, it's just the whole thing what Jay said about still nigga. All us, yeah. you know, in somebody's eyes, no matter what you do, how big you get, you know, Obama was some, yeah, a yeah. Ned was still a nigga no to somebody. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So it don't matter. Like you, I understand it in that sense. Like I understand it, but I, I use it. I do. I use my it. thing is like, well, if my if you talking if you talking about a guy on TV, just say man, a boy right there, that guy right there, that this you use nigga as a general term, and it ain't. That's not cool. Don't be calling my dog that. Don't call my child that. <laughs> don't call don't call that 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 Asian girl over there. That don't do that. Don't do that. You just using it as a replacement at this point. And that, no, we're not doing that. Let's take it back to what it really is, and let's omit that from our from our uh, language in our household. It started at home, and I will say this: a lot of things, and it kind of ties to what we're talking about today. But stuff really started at home, and I didn't really realize how like it. I didn't realize how much it starts at home until I started being like calling my son out, calling my husband out, calling myself out at home. That shit really started at home. Um, I was dating this girl this morning. Um, and get close to my. She she's a um she was an English major, and she went to uh I don't know. Am I t- telling too much about? It? No. She went to uh, no. University of Alabama. Maybe now. <laughs> no, keep you cool. You go ahead. But she she was talk she she introduced this whole thing of um home home language. Mm-hmm. Language you use in your house. Mm-hmm. And every every group of people do it. Mm-hmm. Every group of people use yeah. this one language that they say at home. They might like you saying about the way back thing, you never know. That, but but most people don't do how we do. We use we use at home language everywhere. It's a part of the music. It's a part of when we go to a restaurant. Okay. It's a it's a part of com- the com- comedians. You know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So it's just a weird thing as you know for us because we don't we don't have those boundaries that other. Because because our our home is no longer on the street. It's right. everywhere now. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we not we not like just at home. Like you know, in our neighborhood, it's saying this, that, and the third. So yeah, it is a thing. I still believe that as as a people, we are creative folks. That's why we take dope, and we got eighteen we got eighteen different um, meanings to dope. You know, your grand, your grandma say, them boys at the corner smoking dope. And then for you, it's like, nah, they smoking weed, granny, not dope. But we got all got these different definitions to this word, or somebody just being dope. Oh, because I use it in that. Dope as hell, yeah. For us, you know, and I think you know, you have to like be conscious of, you know, your you, language. yeah, your you personal language, yeah, because I think it's a thing of um, when you start drawing these lines, you become, you become, you policing people. Um, things that you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be so caught up in, you know, like um, when we talk about hair, when people are like, oh, you shouldn't wear your hair like that and around so on. So this this is a Eurocentric ideal of how black folks should be dressed. How Eurocentric, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with language, I think. I think sometimes we get so caught up. I mean, we was having that conversation about ratchet. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, it's okay to be ratchet. We all a little ratchet, you know, and then we can define what ratchet is for us because we made it up. Mm-hmm. This, this I ain't gonna lie. When I say I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana, they be like, "Oh, Ratchet today." Be like, "No, no, <laughs> no. Do not. But, don't. So don't crazy. associate with." Me. But I don't want my city. But like the only time I don't know. I don't know how other how. I'm a, and this only happens when I talk to black people about where I'm from or whatever. But every time I talk to somebody, like, oh, Ratchet City. 
that's not from Shreveport. Ratchet City. Uh, mm, we not ratchet in Shreveport. Like, don't just put that label on Shreveport. But what if ratchet? What if people thought? Like, look at look at all the songs that's got ratchet in there. And I ain't talking about rap songs. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so many songs with ratchet in it now. Like, it's like pop singers singing about ratchet being ratchet. It's like the the ideal of ratchet isn't what what it was when it first started. And that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes we have. To- I, but I but see the thing is I know where it started from. I, know, I, don't, I understand. Mm-hmm. That. I understand that. But I'm saying it grows. Like meanings grow, and we have to. We have to be. Um, and we have to con- continue to be in control of what we have instead of letting other people control what it is. And I think like I was just talking to Hoop earlier. I was talking about like being ratchet, being ghetto, being all these things. These are all things. This is a friend of yours. Yeah. Okay. Okay. These are things that are attached to things that we do and made to be bad. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing that bothers me is because when we do it, it's, it's bad. bad. But, but yeah, when somebody else, it's, yeah, it's just like the whole break. The, uh, you, I remember reading this article a few years ago talking about uh, braiding coming back inside. Oh, and it was yeah. all white folks. And it's like, like, when did it leave? Never. Right. That's what I'm saying. But well, it's, it was, right. it's, it's not, always, it's always it's been a, a trend. Right. It's, it's, it's a way of life. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we have to be, we have to be cautious and allowing other people to define what's cool and what's not cool for us and what's, you know, if I want to be, if, if I want to have a trap and paint party, if my trap and paint party ain't about selling drugs at the paint party. Yeah, it was about us just being together. This is where I work. That's what the definition of trap is for me. And this is because I'm in control of what the definition of it is. Yeah. Not allowing other people to, and not not even allowing some other black person to police my ideal of what I wanted to be. Yeah, because that's what that's what happened to us a lot of times. We get so caught up in how other people think about us. You're right. And then we start policing each other. You shouldn't wear your hair out like that. You shouldn't wear. Your, you shouldn't dress like that when you go yeah. certain place. Nah, like that's if if that's if that's fitting. If that's what you want to do, like how come I just can't let you do what you want to do and let you be? Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I feel. I just I know it's just something that I've been thinking more and more about. Like how because my show, you know, my show is called the Just Being. Yeah, and not pol- and, and it's about policing the police and how we police each other and how other people police us and other people police us so much that we start you know doing the same yeah. thing mm-hmm. the whole idea of you become the you come you become your oppressor mm-hmm. yes. you know like so you have to be I you think you have home. to be cautious of how you know not, not saying that the n-word mm-hmm. is fully that thing but I'm just saying that we have to be cautious of not policing each other so much that we become the very thing that we're yeah, working against. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Vitus, we're going to come back to your show because I, I want to know, I mean, I know about it, but I want more details about it and I want my daydreamers to know about it too. But one of the reasons why I got us here today is because... Um, we got some stuff going in Monroe, Louisiana, North Louisiana as a whole um, called the Black Creative Circle. So if you follow me on my social media, you've seen me post about the Black Creative Circle on Facebook, Instagram. Not so much Twitter, but I'm going to start putting some more stuff on Twitter. But um, it's a organization. It's what it turned into an organization that's basically meant to nurture, uplift, 
educate and make black creatives in North Louisiana visible. And um, it really got started by Vitus. Yes, yes, it did. Yes, it did. So, okay, we could talk a little bit about that. So, basically, I had been thinking about. You know, getting black folks that's creative. Because I just see so many... Crit- I like how you say black folks. That's your word. I say black people. You say folks. Yeah, I got... I don't know who I got that from, but... That sounds like some of your grandmama would say. Yeah. Folks. <laughs> but I, I just see so many creative folks, like, around me all the time. And it's depressing me. But it depresses me when I, I know that they have the, the ability to do these things. And they don't do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, me, I'd like to travel. I'm going to do, I'm a, if I want to paint on a wall, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to make it happen. If I got to do a GoFundMe or whatever I got to do to make it happen, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go talk to people. I'm a, And if it don't happen right then and there, I'm just going to be, you know, persistent to and, and, and come back around. So with the Black Creative Circle, it was just a thing that I had. I knew that we all needed. So I just said something and they try to give me all the credit. But the group has really been really like doing the most to make it happen so I just said something and they've done like everything else so they they run Mm -hmm. they like they carry the group like way more than me so they try to give me the credit but I only just brought the idea up and they've done everything else so are you done yeah. Okay. So, so in my opinion, and when he says they, I'm included in they. We'll get into that a little bit later. But like, I I give credit to Vitus because he did he did say something about it. Um, what exactly did you see missing in the community, though? Like, what exactly was missing for you to even be like? I mean, I know you said a little bit right here, but like, what exactly was missing? Uh, well, just. Um you know when you go to other cities and you're like, damn, there's some dope-ass people around, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the type of stuff that I think that Monroe has the potential of. Mm-hmm. We just, like, kind of... It's a super conservative area. We in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Is it even the Bible Belt or are we yeah, just scared what people are... Well, I mean, I know we are, but is the Bible Belt really, like... A reason for people not to do stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's it is. A concern. It is, it is a. It's a thumb yeah. on what you can and cannot do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's accepted and what is not accepted. It's just like um, when you go to certain places and people they wear what they want to wear. They wear see through. They wear whatever. Yeah. Right. That's not gonna happen in the Bible. Go. People gonna be like, uh, uh-uh, you shouldn't be dressing like this. She knows she wrong for dressing like. This. Oh yeah. Okay. You're right. See, I don't blame that on Bible, but I just blame that on people. I don't know other places and people don't do that because it's not as conservative of an area. So I think that's a part of being in the Bible Belt is that, you know, that you, that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it won't happen in Chicago or it won't happen in California. I'm just saying that it happens more and it, it limits the way people think about things. It limits, like, what ideals people put out. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want you know I don't, I've been thinking about this but I haven't said it like just say it do it go figure out how to make it happen and I think that so I do think also this area is uh, also 
self-conscious. Yeah, yeah. This area being North Louisiana. For the folks, I'm just saying that for the people that aren't in this area that know exactly what we're talking about, yeah, North Louisiana. North Louisiana, yeah. It's kind of, it's that, I think those things kind of like hold people back from doing things. Mm-hmm. things. So I felt like, you know, until the creative folk could envision it, and do it the rest of the area wasn't gonna do it and see I think there are people here because I I thought about I thought about something like this too but not on the scale that we've turned it into it was more so like I know some people that like are creative in a sense as well and it's like let's go brainstorm some stuff because like I have a lot of ideas in my head and I don't ever have time to write them down or I need somebody to bounce ideas off of so let's just go meet like in a coffee shop or something and just kind of like you can be drawing I can be writing we could just be talking about whatever you know I thought about like that so when you hit me up about it I was like oh yeah I was thinking about this but I wasn't thinking about it I didn't see it like how you saw it mm-hmm. but like when okay like I said I'm and it, she's saying when, when <laughs> see it how I saw it but how I saw it was actually put use in my agency to to do things that they wanted to do because I've been out on the um, trail beating down doors using your agency like you got like, a company no like my agency like my the, my yeah my ability to you know go in certain places so I've been out doing the art thing since in Monroe in the Monroe, in the North Louisiana area since maybe what twenty. 2009 or two, something like that, 2010. Mm-hmm. So people know me, right? Mm-hmm. So Black and white, both sides. Black and white. North and the south side. So now, like, with the group, I tell them all the time, like, yo, if you need to use my name, because oh, people know I show throw your name out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I'm doing some work for Black Creative Circle, you know Vitus, Shell, you know him right. all the time. Right. But I think it's important that I'm, I'm allowing that. Like, you know, I'm not selfish. I, I feel like what what y'all do is gonna help the entire area, which has helped me. You know, that's gonna also help me. So it make it a little bit easier. Now next time I go, like yeah, I heard I've been seeing what y'all doing. This is why you can do this. This is make this make this a little easier for you to do this. Here some money, here a wall, here's a space. And that's what's been happening for us, is that people like, yo, you wanna use our space? Come on, use it. Were there certain people in mind that you were like, I'ma put this in, in her ear, I'm put this in his ear, where you just like, yo, man, I've been thinking about this, what you think? Did you do that with any and everybody? Or was it certain people you were like, I'm definitely gonna call this person and be like, what you think? I think um I think over these few years, I have um, picked up on people. Yeah, picked up on people. But I'm like being at my space on the south side at Supreme Mart. The south side is the black side, y'all. Yes, it's a super black side. Black it's as fuck. Very poor, um, but it's a lot of people come through that just got the potential to be like great. Like, and I, I and it's so it's it's always so much, and all I see is. This, these, all these people that, like, I got homeboys that's in jail. I got homeboys that's down federal time. I got homeboys that's been killed. Like, I, I got homeboys that's, you know, drugs bad. So, you know, and homegirls. But it, I just see so much potential going down the drain, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to allow that to continue to happen. So, you know, 
I just feel like you have to be the change that you want to see, you know. So I just was like, yo, let's do it. Let let me put this out here, and then y'all just kind of like took it from there. And like y'all been running, y'all been really running America. We really have. I mean, Vitus don't really even be here. And when I say we, <laughs> it's like so he did call me, and I do some work in the group and some other folks. We really have, but um, Vitus is. We made Vitus. The people in the group that actually, okay, so we had an initial meeting. A lot of people came. Vitus spearheaded that. It was an interest meeting. A lot of people came. The second meeting, not a lot of people came. And then the third meeting, it was just like the people who ended up being the board. And I'm actually, um, I'm on the board. They put me on here um, as the public relations outreach coordinator. But we made Vitus be the president because every time we would do something, um, the people that always came to meetings always commented on posting this and that. We made him do it because we're like, well, you the one who started. And he's like, no, no, I didn't want to have nothing to do. Well, not nothing to do with it, but like, I just want the space to kind of run on its own. I want the black creative circle to just kind of be itself. But I'm just like, it's not going to be, it just started. It's not going to be itself. Like, it don't even know what it is yet. So we made him be the president. He just kind of sometimes make final decisions on stuff. Not really, but sometimes. <laughs> Right. Whenever we be like, we don't know, Vitus, right. your opinion. But they, yeah. but a lot of times they already got this figured out, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just like the face. You're the face. Yeah, yeah. but the they, they the really name. do a lot more than Shakisha. When you first heard of Black Creative Circle of North Louisiana, I can't remember. Did I, did I invite you to something? Yes. Okay. When you first heard of it, when you first saw the invite on Facebook or so or Instagram, what did you think when you first saw it? I was excited. Just by the image. By the image. Why? Because we as a people don't have places that we can just express ourselves and be us. Mm-hmm. We're limited to what we can do. Like if we go to, just like we were doing, uh, it, doing poetry night. Mm-hmm. You're in somebody else's space. You have to water down what you really want to say or what you really want to do because you're in the company of somebody else's space. But yeah. You're in the company of your creation. Like it's it's our creative. We can say and express ourselves the way that we actually want to express ourselves, mm-hmm. and it, it opens a door for people to to really be themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have those. We don't mm-hmm. have those avenues. I just always like I was excited about it because I was like, oh yay, it's people here that you know like we can talk stuff because like a lot of my friends don't really even know what podcasting is. I'm just like, how you don't know what a podcast is? Like everybody know what a podcast is. And if you listen, if you've been a listener, you heard one of my earlier episodes, and I won't say which one, but it's the worst one. The audio is horrible, and the people on there, I've known them my entire life. I'm gonna just say that. But they, I said, do y'all want to be on the podcast? They were like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And I got a microphone and everything. And I'm talking about like I'm gonna post it into this, this, and that. We record. They talking about stuff that I ain't asked them about. But when I say I'm about to post this, they was like, "Oh, we don't want our mamas and aunties to know about it." I'm like, "Well, your mamas and aunties are my aunties, and I talk to them. They my friends. So, <laughs> and my mama know what I was talking about. You know, like or well, I was talking about this. Well, I I told you that's not what I had on my list of things to talk about. That's what you want to talk oh, about. They ain't know what a podcast was. And I'm like, but I but why did you agree to? But you talking fine all that to say I was just happy with some people here that knew what I was talking about that like like to hang out like to do different things right if I say like if I say I want to talk about x y and z on my podcast you won't look at me sideways and I don't have to break it down to you or even if I'm still trying to formulate what I want to do I can't even articulate it correctly you still kind of like 
it's something I don't see it, but it's something. It's it's something there because you kind of in the same. What I realize now, creative space that I am as well, or whatever. So I was just excited about that. And then like I do go to a lot of stuff in Monroe, Louisiana. A lot of stuff I go to is primarily like white. Um, I do a lot of well, not so much anymore since I moved back and been married. But I bar hop a lot. I brunch all the time, and it's normally a white spaces. And I go to these spaces because they have stuff that I offer. I'm gonna just say that it's not that I'm anti-black. I always want to support my black people, but black restaurants don't have bottomless mimosas, and that's where you want. If you want me there, mm-hmm. it needs to be a drink special somewhere. It ain't even the food. Somebody, I said something about somebody's brunch one day. And so, well, how was it? Oh, it was cool. They had like fresh squeezed orange juice. It was like, oh, for real? I'm like, yeah, but how was it? Oh, it was cool. It was like from 10 to 2. We was in there. I probably spent like X, this amount of money. No, but Aaron, how was the food? Oh, a, a breakfast pizza it was alright but the orange juice was like mango you know that, that's me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I was just excited about that about just to be around more black people yes. um, a different I type of black people I just feel like with that like with this whole thing is that that all these people gonna come out the woodworks and I mean like people, when I say come out the woodworks I, look, I feel like people gonna come from Bastrop oh for from me too Lula, me too Winsboro like you know, people gonna, that want to do something different. And, you know. and is it even really that different? I, I always say, because people call me different. I'd be like, I'm no different than right. you. So I don't think I'm different. But people think but people think I'm different. So I'm just like, is it even that different that I want to go to brunch and hear it's black like, music? I watch football on Saturdays. I mean, on Sundays with my uncle and cousins mm-hmm. and all that, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I go to my studio and I paint paintings, you know? So I'm like them, but... I, I just do little different things like that. Mm-hmm. I might not limit myself on the way I dress or who I'm friends with. Well, maybe that's what it is, limit, limiting yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I've been accused of... I fight being different. I'd be like, I'm not different. I do have I'm some different. jewels in my hair right now. My hair is blue, and I'm walking around with black lipstick, but I still be like, I'm not different. I look like you. Yeah. I'm just like you. And see, like, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that more people say... Oh, it's okay for me to do this thing that I've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. It's this way I want to dress. Or not, you know, have to act like this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so much of the stuff that, like like I'm, like I said, I'm around dudes that's like, like project dudes, hood dudes, like street dudes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they like playing video games and they like, like video games is some nerdy shit, you know? It really is. They have but, no idea how techy that is. Right. But you, but you've been told that this is who you are. You the street dude. You, this are the only things you can do. But it's so much more to a lot of these dudes that I see, and I'm like, Why are you looking like that, Shakitra? It's true. Yeah, yeah, you. But, but it's so many dudes that get caught up in the opposite, and they go to jail doing all this time, and it's just too much. It's just, I don't know, and, I, and, it, and it bothers me. So I think, like me, I just want to always be that, you know, change for people like, y'all, I want to do this. I'm gonna do this. I, and I think you I think you are like that. I think people know you as, as that because I don't know if I, I met you by chance by working at uh, my old job and I asked you to do some graphic work or whatever, and I'm so happy I met you. But I mean, like, people know you as somebody do, that does... I hate that term, but different stuff. You know, you are somebody that does, that makes changes and stuff like that. And then the other thing that 
I guess is of value is that you can go back and forth between North and South Side. Right. You know, like you, you, and I, and I say that when I talk to people about Black Creative Circle, um, I always, I always throw your name out there, and I always say like one of the reasons why we have it is to educate and connect Black creatives because you don't know about mainstream art community if you're not a part of it. And I said I just happen to be a part because I know people. I, I bring up you and I bring up my friend Keshana that's been Keshana that's been on the show before. Keshana's an artist as well, so she's connected with the mainstream art community. So the reason why I know what I know is because of y'all, because y'all are in it. But I only know a little piece of what y'all know. That's just I just know what y'all tell me, and then I trickle it down to other folks who have no clue about it. So I'm like, I'm only connected because of y'all. So I'm like, I have a friend that can go between North and South Side, and he's able to get this information. But there's other folks who don't feel welcomed, aren't welcomed, um, have a chip on their shoulder, are new in the area, don't know, but doesn't know anybody that do do the type of stuff that they do, don't get these resources, information, events, activities, that type of stuff. And that's over here. We're trying to do that trickle down effect mm-hmm. to everybody. What is your definition of of a creative? I think mine my, my definition would be someone that uses whatever gifts they have. Mm-hmm. To, to, to be a part of something else like mm-hmm. if you can speak well then you're out here motivating somebody you're actually doing something with it you're actually creating not so much as a following but you're impacting somewhere along okay. the line like I feel like if if you create something it should have an impact on somebody's life like it should touch some somebody or it should be it should impact something mm-hmm. like you shouldn't just have a gift and it does nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're an artist, you say, oh, I'm an artist. Okay, what type of artist are you? Oh, oh okay, well, I, I paint. Okay, let me see some of your painting. Oh, it's in my head. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I can't Yeah, that was going to be my de- definition of... My definition of being a creative is the people that can um, envision something and and create that yeah bring it to life yeah. mm-hmm. so that's my definition of being a creative I don't think it always has to impact somebody because I could just be making to be making you know but that's fine but does it impact you yeah yeah okay so yeah, it impacts yeah. you okay yeah yeah so yeah cause you're not just gonna right. be doing something right. just to be out you're not gonna be out here just squiggling lines right right it's something that you feel right, that right. you're you getting expressing out of yourself yeah. in some shape form fashion right yeah. so yeah I think being a creative is you know that like you know you you you, you have this thing in your head you bring it to life like I, I, I um, put creative and being expressive side by side um, because sometimes people don't realize they're creative they just feel like they're expressing themselves but what your expression and the way you express yourself is being creative um, I didn't always think I was a creative it really took my artsy farsy friends and I'm talking about Vitus and my friend Keishana to be like you are a creative now I always knew I made stuff my thing, uh-oh, and I tell this story all the time. I probably said it before, but I started off, I came to, to the University of Louisiana in Monroe for dental hygiene. And then um, I sophomore year, I was getting ready to flunk out if I would have stayed in, in pre-dental hygiene because it's all science. And I was like, where the fuck did the science come from? I'm just trying to clean some teeth. <laughs> um, I switched to mass communications, videography, um, and I started my first job out of college was videography and editing. But I realized when I had to sit, my, I talked to my mom because she was like, you finna come home. 
and I was not going back to Shreveport to my mother's house under those circumstances. She was like, you know, just go online, find some things, look at jobs and the jobs that you like or speaks to you. See what the requirements are. Do you need a college degree? What degree do you need? You know, that type of thing. So that's how I found MassCom. That's how I found marketing. At the time, uh, marketing, marketing is in your head and I need to touch something. I realized that's why I said I went to school for dental hygiene. In high school, I went to a dental assistant program. Well, for Jump, we were making molds. We were x-raying people, that type of thing. And I like that. Yes. So when I got to college, I was like, what is this book for? We're not finna go clean somebody's teeth first day. We're not, what? What is this? History. I came here. You know, that was me. So I realized I like doing things with my hands. Now, as I'm older, I do understand marketing. It is in my head. Sometimes I am like, I don't get it. I need to see something on paper. But that was me. It was hands-on. And I didn't realize until I got older that creativity for me and being a creative for me was actually touching something. So I always saw my videography and editing as a hands-on activity. I saw painting as a hands-on activity, even writing, because you're actually writing something down with the pen and paper I didn't get radio until later radio did because when I went to school it wasn't for broadcast it was I'm just trying to make some videos because I can work with a camera I knew I, I need to pick something that I could do something with my hand so I make these videos I'm going on this computer put a documentary together whatever but radio came later and then I realized that was a creative outlet as well but that's kind of me creativity for me is literally working with my hands touching something well, you That's just you just brought up a something that we got to talk to talk about as a group about the different facets of creativity yeah of what we want to do with the black creative circle too because that's one thing that we've been we've been kind of like dealing with in-house how do, how are we gonna meet the needs right bigger creative i'm glad you that is a point on here like so black creative circle started as a private facebook group and we were just adding people in that we knew were fellow creatives. And, um, but now that we've grown, it's crazy that we've actually grown. One event, because the group, because the area people needs see now. Yeah, the area needs it. It does. People see it. They have, they have gifts that they're trying to find an outlet to. Mm-hmm. The, thi- the thing with that, the thing with it is, it, we talked about this, and I say we, I mean me, Vitus, and the other board members, we talked about this, like, we don't want to be so exclusive, we don't want to have our nose up in the air, we want it to be a space where anybody can come, because black people have been shut out, and then black creatives aren't as visible, Vitus has managed to make himself visible, he's just that type of dude, but the next person isn't, you know what I'm saying, so we want to give them the tools and resources to do that, but we don't want to turn anybody away. We don't want to be bougie black folk. We don't want to be them people. But at the same time, we're being trying to be orderly at the same. Right, because it's like order. right, and so when people when they ask to join the private Facebook, I have questions. You know, do you where in North Louisiana do you live and or work? Um, do you agree to be an active participant? Nobody's sitting on the wall. And the other thing is, what is your creative medium? Are you an orator? Are you an illustrator or a painter? Do you, you know, like, what do you do? I'm a radio host. You know, like, what is it that you do? Spoken word artist, whatever. Well, I've had some people be like, you know, they make reefs. Um, one person is still in the queue because we haven't made our mind up yet. They make caftans. Is that, am I saying that right, Captain? No, how you say that? Captains, I'm going to say that. You know, that type of thing. And I had somebody, somebody at my new job 
found me on Facebook and she saw some stuff I was doing and she asked me about it and she was like um oh I do like body oils and stuff like that and I was like oh well we're not that type of creative but our, Vita sells his artwork yeah. that's retail but yeah. the th- but it, I was like well not that type of creative that's more like crafting mm-hmm. and it's all do we consider that's what that, you know I asked the question about I know because it's it's right because quilting for me if, to me if you were a quilter if you doing something hand if you hand making quilts like I got a handmade quilt by my auntie my my grandmother's older sister yeah, that's a creative right and it's just it's I don't I'm not gonna say it's from scraps I don't know what she but she made it for every every child born I think I was the second to last one because her hands couldn't do it she stitched that stuff by hand to me that's that's artwork that's her signature mm-hmm. her stitching so to me but if but if Aim B was to be like I'm a creative I make quilts handmade quilts do we let her in? Do we let her in? And do we not let the let the sewing machine quilter in? You know, the quilter that make gets their stuff out of out of Walmart versus the one who makes their own stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I say yes. I say we we should because okay. On which one? On both. Okay. Because I've seen some people that do the machine and they do some dope stuff. Despite it being store bought in a machine, yeah. store bought material. Well, see, and see, I'm like, and I, I've said this before in our board meeting group chats. Educate me right. because I, I'm pretty much in the one going through. And I tell y'all, if y'all friends want to join this group, tell them they need to answer these questions. Cause I'm not gonna let them in. To the store bought thing. When I when I go buy paint, where did I buy my paint? You bought it at the store. My paint. You're right. You're not in the dirt mixing up stuff. <laughs> like that's I believe in technology. You know, I believe in advancing. Like a pencil is technology. Mm-hmm. You know, before that, we wasn't people was using their finger to write on walls, right? Or using a chisel, and the chisel is also it's a tool. A tool. Yeah. Right. So it. it and it's people that make paint. That's how, that was my, my initial argument that people make paint. I don't make paint. I don't have time to make paint. But if if I was being a purist, like yo, okay, I, there's I, different I, dimensions. Because you don't, you don't make your just paint like your just paint. like them comedians and them Instagram and them social media comedians. Right, they get okay, the social media comedians. But it's it's about evolving. Like life, it, we're gonna continue to evolve and. When it comes to even with creative folk, some people gonna write, hand mm-hmm, write mm-hmm, paper. Mm-hmm. Some people gonna use their phones, right, the, to put their put their them stencils. Together. You show right. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's all kinds of people that do different ways. And I think as long as you're being creative, and then in, a, in like in the visual art world, it gets so crazy. You gotta see some of the stuff. Like they got people that you got people that's like big time artists, and guess what? They got a whole crew of artists that make the work for them. They just got the idea. It's like a producer, like a like a movie produ- like a music producer or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? You give me the lyrics, I give you the beats. <laughs> right. Okay, well what about this? Because I've been asked about musicians and I'm always like, well I need to refer to the board. I need to talk to the board about right. this. Musicians. Are we just doing like instrument musicians or are we talking about lyricists? Because do we want rappers to come in? Because rappers bring in a certain tone, a certain look, a certain person Perception. But I'm at the same saying. time, Shakitra is a spoken word artist. So, so what I would say. I mean, I'll, I'll say this is what this is how I've been dealing with. So I'm just saying, if y'all in the private group and y'all ain't got your acceptance yet, this is why. Because I'm not trying to. I'm not trying. Right. Right. I think. I think when it comes to um, accepting like rappers or 
But even R&B It's gotta be And then it's different type of rappers Cause you got Chance right. the Rapper And then you right. got like 50 exactly. Cent That's what I was about to say So it's about the beat Or, or, school, or old school Soldier Boy You know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> I, I, I say this And I, this just This me Mm-hmm. I don't want no murder, murder, kill, kill. Right. Okay, yeah. I it's about some, the meat to the meat, meat of the. I want uh, some Nas. To, yeah. I want something that's that's somebody that's, that's thoughtful. That's, somebody that's really thinking about what they write. Yeah. Okay. We putting some effort into it. It ain't just I got this beat and I just want to shoot it, woo woo, but bop bop, right, right. skip it, woo woo. Right, I got you. I got you exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so like, I, you know, you want something that's actually created. It's not right. something that you just threw together because it sounded good. Right, right. And that's not that's mm-hmm. not a knock on. So even when it comes like for me, I'm not a purist in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So don't get it. Don't get don't get that twisted. Like you know, I'm not a purist where people say you know you got to do these things to be. A part of this this hip hop, and you you creative and you dope. Uh, I'm not that. I believe, you know, even in which is not one of my favorite people, but even when it comes to somebody like Soldier Boy, there's something to what he does. You know, what mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. that might not be a part of what we're looking. Yeah, for what we're looking for. But they don't make him not dope. They don't make him not relevant. It's just, you, you know, don't fit into right, what right, we're, right. What and we're that's doing. what that's that would be my only argument. Not that I'm gonna let somebody else is. make that argument when well, it presents I'm, itself. Maybe you can because I can't eloquently how, how explain does, that. How does what you do impact? Your community Does it build Or does it tear down Because But then it's I mean people can answer That differently though You still can take that Any Because I mean when Soulja Boy First came out I was feeling him But remember him And Ice-T Like Ice-T was just like Tearing him down Because it was different From what he was doing Or what he had done But look at all these Rappers now they sing song and making dances and all that. So Soulja Boy did that. You know what I'm saying? The game evolved. But everything, like you said, everything is going to evolve. But mm-hmm. it's and see, I just don't like. I don't put, don't put me on a hot seat. That's why whenever somebody tries, they ask to be in the the private group. Because let me tell y'all this: the private group is really for the creators. And I have those questions there. Do you live and work in North Louisiana? Do you agree to be a participant? Um, and what is your creative medium? Because I just don't want people in it. It's just like, oh, I just want to be in the space. If you just want to be in the space, I just want to see you're... what y'all doing. Exactly. Yes. If you want to see what uh, we'll be doing, if what you just want to be in the space, or you just want to come and just come to a workshop, and I'm, we're going to talk about that stuff later, come to a workshop, come to an event, like the public Facebook page and support the creative, support the arts. But that's why I had them questions. There's plenty of people that don't answer. We need to add, we need to add that to that, that too. That'd be cool. So if you don't, if you don't answer, if you don't answer any of these, just go like the, um, the, public, the public. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. Be like, uh uh-huh. Refer you to this right. page. Right. Okay. And you still can see what's going on. Right. Still, still come support. Still come hang. Even and you know. And then once again, we are the black creative circle. So like, if there's someone who's not black, Asian, white, whatever. Yeah, you can still come. You could. I mean, like, you just you can not be a part. You can be a. No. You can support. Right. Be yeah, a supporter. About yeah. Because page. we we all support all the rest of these. Sure do. I'd be all at the same. Patrick's Day stuff. I'd be all at the Arts Crawl. I'd be all at Singing to Maya. I'd be all at Master Museum doing all this stuff. I'm there. So it's okay to support you, right? Most definitely. I'm glad y'all eating the mambas. Support. I still, well, not anymore. 
Not anymore because I have to sell this. I have to sell the group to people, the, the black creative circle to people. But once we started and even our first interest meeting, I was like, I don't really know why I'm here. You know, like Vitus was like, I'm starting this group and, you know, come. Like I used to question myself, like, do I even fit in here? Like, <laughs> do I fit the creative mold? People going to be asking, like, what you doing? I'm like, mm, well, I talk. I have a podcast, you know. But I had to kind of do some convincing to myself to be like, bitch, you're the fucking shit. Right. Now, why are you I not in that. here? Why did you, why That's you are a word. spoken word artist that has been it, here for a long time? Why did you have to convince yourself to, that you belong here? Because right. it wasn't, it wasn't my, it wasn't my familiar. It wasn't something. What wasn't your familiar? Spoken word. Spoken word. Shakitra, that's how we met when I used to host open uh, mic. You were there all started, the time. But I had not started doing it until I met y'all. So I, I that's the importance. That's the importance of this organization, or whatever we are, and we're our organization. This circle. Okay, this circle. I don't know. It's, that's the importance of the circle. <laughs> it's because we need people to know that whatever they want to do, it's okay to do what you want to do. Like if you want to be a creative, do it. And you don't need anybody. You don't need anybody to um, second that. You don't need anybody to say, yeah, you are. You are that person already. You have to believe in it. And I think with seeing somebody that look like you doing it, mm-hmm. say, yeah. You know, um, Janu- January is um, a creative and Monroe. I met him at some spoken word events. And um, he's a spoke. he's a, um, a spoken word artist and I've said to him like you know like I feel like I can do some spoken words some stuff I got in my head I just don't know how to put it down on paper I never was good at writing poetry in class I hated that that time of the year when we had to do poetry because I just didn't know how to do it I had three books three notebooks three subjects wait three three well you clearly are a writer that's cool okay but I didn't know how to write that stuff I didn't know how to I didn't know how to stage it and everything like I just talk freely I outline myself but I just kind to talk freely but January was like you're a spoken word artist and I was like you think he was like Aaron you are you are you just you just need to do x y and z but I stopped hosting the open mic nights and stuff but I was like I feel like I got something to say I just don't know what and how to put it down on paper to get up here and say it but yours just didn't sound like everybody else that was my issue like what I was saying didn't sound like somebody else's and I was like but that's but that's what my Angelo went through right she she went through that whole thing. You said my angel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because you know when nobody nobody had the the, the rhythm. Yeah, that she yeah, had. yeah. She has, and I guess you know eventually she found like you know this my thing like this. So I think you can't get caught up in what other people the are norm. doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just do your thing, and that's a, that's the way you um. You, you lead the pack anyway, you know? If I'm doing what everybody else doing, I'm five steps behind whoever lead. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm following, we're doing what that person is doing. So you have to, like, you know, knowing yourself, like, say, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, you know, and do it. And, and a lot of stuff that I do, man, I do a lot of research. I look at a lot of artists. I connect with a lot of artists. I'm like, I ain't scared. I'm just going to inbox. I'm like, yo, I like what you're doing. It's dope. We need to talk. You know, that's how Charlamagne and Lil Duval met. Really? During MySpace. I saw an interview with them. This is a while ago, like a long time ago. But it was like, um, 
one of them inboxed the other one and it was and they were sitting next to each other in an interview and it was like yo I see what you're doing I'm feeling what you're doing and they was like yeah but it wasn't they was both like it wasn't like that but it was like yeah I'm feeling you I see what you're doing yeah I'm feeling you too <laughs> but yo we're, you know it was it was awesome stuff like that how can you how can you be great without that like without being great connected to other great to folks else. you know what I'm saying yeah, that's true yeah it's just you you won't I don't think you'll have you'll ever get pushed I think eventually over time you will come like how you said when I asked you about did you reach out to specific people about the black you know what became of the black creative circle I think over time you figure out you catch the vibes of people and you figure out who's strong in this area who's willing to do this who really want to do it who just be talking who's scared who not you know that type of thing you know who 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 fits the bill for what you're trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. i think a lot of times we get connected to people that are not they they don't have the same energy that we have or determination that we have which is why the circle is here in the first place because there's people out here that's like you you know you want somebody that has mm-hmm. the same energy that you got like I don't know how to get this done and you go oh I, I, I did that before right. uh, this how you can do this or you know what uh, I don't know the details of it but you know so Erin uh, know how to get it done so you know she did it before I seen some of her stuff right. and mm-hmm. then Erin say well you know well yeah I can get you this far but you know you can go talk to right, Vice right, and right. Vice can, can get you yeah, yeah. So, so when you got that that network that network yeah. helps you it's not a to just be stuck yeah, yeah. and that's what we try I, I will say this at our and I will talk about the exhibition but we had an introductory exhibition and I, I did a live show and y'all I'm gonna post my um, I'm gonna post publish the uh, live feed of that but um, I would have never I would not have done a live show if it was not for Black Creative Circle and our debut exhibition. And I've been wanting to do that for because I felt like I can do this shit. Like, there's nothing, there's no difference between me and the Lady Game. There's nothing, no difference between me and, like, you know, Shannon Sharp and, and Skip. There's no difference between me and Amanda Seals. Like, you know, it's no difference. I can do this shit. I know what I'm talking about. I only did 16 episodes, but it's like, the people like the stuff that I do. The only difference is they do it. That's it. That That's really it. is it. That really is it. And, and I think the more you travel, the more you meet people, the more you see. Like, I remember, so here goes some more stuff you never heard about me. I used to, when I was in Memphis, I worked for this urban promotional company, and we managed a team of flip of tumblers. Mm-hmm. That the oh, guys that, okay, yeah. If you ever been to Memphis on Bill Street, it's guys that flip, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we used to manage them. Like the kids flipping yeah, in the ghetto. We traveled around, <laughs> we traveled around the country. Mm-hmm. We would do NBA halftime shows, and we met, you would meet people, like, you just... Like we were, uh, we we happened. What was that? Two thousand two. We did the NBA halftime show. The year Kobe won MVP. The year Jordan. Jordan last year wow. playing mm-hmm. the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Right. All these people were there. Uh, Samuel Jackson was there. We met Samuel Jackson. That's dope. Alicia Keys. She was just coming on the scene. We met her. Larry, my husband is in love with her. I love her too. <laughs> <laughs> did you, you should have seen how he's like. I, 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 I saw that. My husband <laughs> loved her. Shaq, uh, jo- uh, Magic was there. Like all of these people. Like right. But one thing that you find is that these just normal people. Yeah. But the the vehicle that that they're a part of has made them like these great big things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We start buying into yeah. them. So what we have to do as people, like especially as creative folks, we have to start using those same things, the same idea behind why they're great and start investing that into same how principles. we think. Yeah. 
This is mm-hmm. how. This is why I am. Uh, I'm on the same level as this artist. I will tell you this: something else that lately that's been helping me to push myself is like. Well, I'm gonna take it back to Skip and Shannon Sharp. Okay. Uh, first of all, Shannon Sharp is sexy as fuck. Oh, girl. I just. Oh shit. Like I was thinking about him the other day at work, but. Um, <laughs> but. Um, but like the the sports broadcasters and commentators and things like that, I'd be like, you retired. I don't know nothing about sports, but I could learn it. But the thing is, I'd be like, this person just retired from basketball yesterday. Now you got your own show. Thank what you. you you only went to like your freshman year of high uh, of college or whatever. Not to say you didn't get any education after after the fact or some years later, but it's like, but it's- was broadcast even your was mass communication even your thing? Was like how how are you up here? Doing this, right? Whatever the reason is, I'd be like, God damn it, I'm gonna go over here and record some shit real quick. I'm about to make this this midday on 103.1 pop. <laughs> like you just retired from basketball, like, and now you just all of a sudden a media mogul. What the fuck is that about? Let me get over here and record this show real quick. Let me do this shit live. Right. Like honestly, it'd be stuff like that that kind of make me go. Yes. Right. Well, I'm gonna tell you my motivation. It's been people st- stole like some of my stuff. Like actual property or like my art, like, like his my ideas. Art, yeah, my ideas and stuff. Oh, okay. And I was like, you know what? I gotta get out my shit because you know what I mean. I'm doing something. I'm doing. Why do I, do, I could just picture you like in the corner, just like man, fuck this shit. <laughs> I could just see you over there, like giving this stuff that pimp talk, like just over there. You know what? This some bull, man. Fuck this. Fuck this. I know this for a fact because like certain people came back. Yeah. No lie. What else? Said, yo, this. I told this person about you. Something else that pushes me, like when I see. First of all, I'm not gonna tear no other woman down. At all. I'm not gonna tear you down. And I told. I know on my last episode, I did it with Lakeisha Bullock and Candace guys. Um, I told them like I look at chicks like them to kind of keep me going. And if I see a chick that don't do what I do, doing the shit I'm doing, if it's somebody who, like who all of a sudden got a podcast and they got two episodes out. I'd be like, what the fuck? Let me go over here and record some shit. You ain't even go to school for this. You don't work at the radio. You you probably got inspired by me. Let me go do my shit because it's a chick out here that don't do what I do doing the shit that I do. Fuck that. Speaking on that, I had a, I had a, um, I started these, I started two groups on, um, Facebook and it was just, what? just motivation. Why did I not get an invite? To, well, I kind of, I shut them down. Oh, okay. But I, I shut down my private group, too. I did. I had a stepmom group. I started them up, and I was like, hey, motivation, it was rolling in, you know, it was helping people, and it was like, somebody took my idea, changed the name of it, and took the, the same people that was in my group, they were now inviting me to this other person. And you walk up in here like, this is my You profited off of my vision. Like, how did you profit off of my mm-hmm. vision? Like, who gave you my ideas? So then it kind of made me more standoffish to who I shared my ideas with, right. who I had, you know, I reached out to help with because I was like, like, y'all were the same people that was in my group and I was motivating and praying for y'all. And now y'all, and here y'all, go. y'all took my stuff and you invited me to the stuff that you took from me. 
mean? And I'm going to tell you the craziest part about that is that they feel like they... Well, I changed it up a little bit, and this wise, this wise mine. Like, nah, you did the exact same. Okay, I will say this though. Ask me for advice, like, hey, on your shit. I want to do this. I'm sorry, Pastor. I am cursing all of them. Okay, this is my show. Okay. (laughs) I want to do this, and it's something similar to what you got going on. But I want to use one of your points. Excuse me. No, you better go find it on the internet and copy it. I'm not gonna just hand over my stuff. I'm gonna tell you what the most interesting thing about all this is that we we have to understand that certain people have limitations. Um what they can envision, right? Okay. So that ta- that says a lot. Okay. When people do take something from you or somebody's doing something, you know, that's similar to what you're doing. So be, just understand that you do have a bigger vision than okay. a lot of people. And you can put put that foot forward to just keep continuing. Look at me. So, she keeps her like, okay, what? Okay. No, okay. Sure. I'm going to say this, so, though. No, one more. Let me, let me okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So how I always, how I always think about things is... I'm not in competition. And it right. That's right. You're right. You're right. I'm not in competition, but if I do see somebody doing some stuff that I do, and it's like, I need to get on my shit. I'm not competing with you, though. I'm always, this is how I think about things. I'm never in competition with any other artist. That's why I can give you all, I can give you everything. I got all the jewels because I know that, first of all, I know I'm great. Uh-huh. I, I yeah. Have to tell myself that anyway. Right? Secondly, secondly, I'm always pushing forward. So, like I said earlier, if you're following in somebody's footsteps, you're gonna always be behind them, right? Because they're in the lead. They're they they have a vision, they're moving forward. And that's how I always think about it. So I'm never in competition. I always have people like, man, have you seen so and so work? He could draw too. It's like, yeah, yeah that's cool. He dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He dope. That's what's up. It's not like I'm. Uh, he ain't better than me. Oh yeah. He ain't better than me though. Like, cause I already know I'm. I'm good at what I do. Nobody can take that from me. That, now that person can mimic what I do, but that person can't take what I do because mm-hmm. I got a whole another. I got eighteen hundred other things that I want to do in my head. I just haven't done them yet. You know, so you always have to just say not being. You have to tell yourself to not be in competition with anybody, but. That you're, you, you know, you got others. You're gonna continue to evolve and push, push forward. Don't just keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep pushing forward, and that I think that helps you as an as an a creative person. It you know, it helped me to recreate me. Right. I was like, okay, well, that just means that that chapter is closed. Let me open up a new chapter. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's what helped me mm-hmm. because I had my little man moment. I was like, oh, y'all well, haters. Y'all. Well, I, I, to my knowledge, I've never had anybody take take an idea from me but like I said I look at I look at women that are doing things and I brought up like my friend Lakeisha Bullock and Candace Guy they were on my last episode I look at them and those women in my opinion are out here doing things I look at y'all I look at them you know and then like I said if I once again if I see somebody out here especially and really it ain't even them it's just like Aaron you know what you can do you know what you are capable of you know what you're scared of doing too and you see somebody out here that you ain't even got payback, Sally Mae. I got a fucking payback, Sally Mae, to record this podcast right now. You know what I'm saying? You just out here just, oh, I think I can do this. What the f- Let me get over here and do my shit. Let me get my real hustle. Let me do this because I can do this. I went to school for this. I talked to you for this. I've been doing this since 2008, basically. Yeah. And you just show up tomorrow talking about follow me and subscribe. Bitch, 
I must subscribe to your show because I ain't no hater, but let me get out here. <laughs> I'm going to subscribe because I feel the hustle. I understand it. But let me get on my stuff or whatever. Let me ask you this real quick, though. Buzzword. Do you think creative is a buzzword? People have caught on to it. You know, like now now people have found a, a word that, that they feel they identify with. And it's like, it's just like a buzz thing. Now I'm a creative. I don't see it as a buzzword. I can see how it could be. I don't. It's not trendy for me because what I realize now, I've been like this my whole life. I was talking to my mama uh, a couple of days ago, and she was like, well, Erin, you know, you've always been a daydreamer. Like, I didn't name my shoulders just because, like, I literally used to just sit there and just be looking out the window up at the clouds. It's like Erin coming. Just in my head, in my head, I was the only child, so I was eight, you know. I didn't have any siblings. Well, my brother and my other siblings were younger than me. They lived in other states. My cousins were not here. My family was not here. My mom, it was just me and my mom in Shreveport, Louisiana. So, like, I've just always just kind of been thinking, floating around in my head, <laughs> you know? But, like, so it's never a buzzword to me. I just kind of found this word. But she was like, Aaron, you've always been like that. I think, I, for me, I just felt like... Oh, it's, it's been the best word to be like all inclusive like most you know, yeah, yeah most definitely yeah. yeah that is true I yeah. think it's an all inclusive word yeah it's mm-hmm. easier to say you don't have to just say oh let me get all the painters over here yeah, yeah, all yeah. Spoke, spoke right and that's what I have to say to people when I when I talk to them about black creative circle I have to say most of the time when people think of creative they think of visual art painting drawing that type of thing and I always bring me up. I'm a radio host. I have a podcast. I'm a creative. We have spoken word artists. We have jewelry designers, fashion designers, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. But I always have to say that because people are one-sided about the arts. You know. But I think it's because of what has been put out there at uh-huh. the arts. You're right. The majority of what's been put out there is visual arts. And also, people don't appreciate uh, uh, certain arts as much as they should. It's just like when I talk about talk to people about rap music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to tell them like, yo, you know what you're doing is an art. They don't realize they it, don't, right? It's an art. And as that reminds me of, I heard a teacher a long time ago saying it could uh, it couldn't have been social media, but kids be struggling with math, but they be playing dominoes <laughs> and be playing spades and getting it, and, and but don't know it's long division or don't know it's multiplication, whatever. But they struggling on paper with a teacher taught uh, a teacher taught taught me that if you couldn't remember something, give it a beat. Who did that? What movie was that on? The Spelling Bee movie. What was that? Oh, Aquila. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what to But give it a beat. You want to know why? Because you're always in a rhythm of something. Mm-hmm. One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. So you got so a you rhythm can, you going really on. Count. You can really uh, put, do some math. Because yeah, well, so. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to do some two plus two is seven. Two plus... <laughs> I thought I was gonna put an ass extra. <laughs> that's what I would have did. <laughs> but I was you like, hold up, hold up, hold up, y'all. Give me, let me, let me, right. let me do that. Man, I don't, I, that's why I got bump the that. <laughs> I had a tutor, I bumped that all the way through college with Black Creative Circle. What expected, Vitus, I'm talking to you because you're Mr. President over here. What expected backlash or criticism? Are you anticipating? Because um, it's it's gonna be some. Right, right, right. Have you heard any so far? No, I haven't heard. Any. I haven't either. Have you heard any Shakisha? Okay. Um, the dominant culture. Yeah. To feel like they're not 
you know, every time they, yeah, every time something they're not ex- in, included. Including like, can I join or just like, why aren't we here? Included, period. As in, why does it say right. black? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And not seeing a bigger picture. I'm gonna let you handle that because you be in the mix with these well, white folks, with yeah, the dominant culture. I'm sorry. But but the the truth, the reality of it is, is that for if if a, if a subculture. Of a group of people ask for something, it means it's not there. Yeah, it means that they want it, they need it. Yeah, and they don't feel a part of the other, uh, uh, of the bigger, bigger thing. So if you haven't mm-hmm. done it, you should be okay with the, that that group of people to mm-hmm. feel whatever they need. And then you know, if they want to be a part of what you have, that's fine. As an ally, as a supporter, right, right. That's mm-hmm. you know whatever it is. I've had to tell some black people that. Right. So, and then the opposite was the opposite was feeling like people feeling like this is an elite thing. Like, I don't want people to feel like this elitist. Like, this group is elitist. Like, it's inclusive. I mean, we're we're um, all levels with the arts. Yeah, we're trying to include all levels of of if right. of uh, art artists. Uh, you a beginner? You mm-hmm. professional? Mm-hmm. You've been doing this forever. We want that. You know what I mean? But I know that. People, people do come to the table with these preconceived yeah, yeah, notions of what it is. Yeah. But we not, we trying to be, uh, trying to meet people at all levels. And the reason, the reason that that I know this will work is because I've been a part of Artist Collective before, and and um, in, <clears throat> in Memphis, and the collective we had, we had about 30, 20 to thirty people in the group, mm-hmm. and actively we still, they still have about half of them people like still actively, you know, on the scene making art, getting big art projects. Um, Jared, which is it was a guy in the group named Jared Small. Man, he was like a person we used to have to like Jared, make some work, make some work, make some work. Now Jared is like a big dog. Like mm-hmm. but it took him a little time to just I guess figure out his niche. He always wanted to do super realism, super tight work, and now he like kills. What is super, super realism for folks who don't know what like, it what it is like me? Um <laughs> <laughs> we just over here nodding our heads like, yeah, dope. That sounds amazing. Stuff that look like lifelike, natural. Okay. You know, it, 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 it detailed, all of that. Paintings? Stuff. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a real, okay. He's okay. a painter. So, but Break he, it down for the simple people. Yeah, my bad, my bad. He's a, he's a, he's a super, um, <laughs> super realistic, like, painter. Like, he, and he dope. He do all paintings. Um, but he came, like, a long way from where, where he was in the group. But when he came in the group, he was young, trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know? But see, that's, that's the purpose. Like, right. that's, yeah. that's what's needed. Like, for me, my guy, my, my. You don't my seem guru, like you need help. Yes, I do. My guru is. Queen, you did not get on that stage at the exhibition and just is like I'm queen this is why I'm queen listen to me speak you don't need help <laughs> yeah quick I try to get off the stage get off there queen but January January is my guy mm-hmm. he he's on me like did you write anything really yeah he did you write anything if I didn't write anything like oh I got some new pens 
like, what, what does that mean? Like, okay, I got you some, it's full of ink. Got, yeah, Let's go. Some new pens. Uh-huh. You're not writing anything. Okay, well, we need to we need to see why you're not writing anything. You good? Mm-hmm. So then that puts me in the flow. Of, I was like, why haven't you wrote, wrote anything? I haven't been feeling like that's when you need to be writing. Okay, mm. well, let me get well, you know, They said about working out too. When you don't feel like working out, that's the best time to work out. And then is and then the whole thing of having somebody that that that's kind of like. Um, check in with you mm-hmm. like you know that this person oh, oh this is my workout buddy you know what I'm saying yeah, right so and it makes you want to do something it make you have to do something because right. it's like accountability right yeah I got my right. buddy like I, I don't want to I don't you know I, I'm self conscious about some things so that's why I'm not doing it but if you right. have your buddy there somebody you actually trust or you can communicate with it's like why aren't you doing this because I really don't know how to articulate this uh-huh. so it's somebody like you said earlier somebody you can bounce ideas off of yeah. and give you a clear perspective of how to go about doing whatever it is you're trying to create. Right. Backlash, inc- anticipated backlash and criticism from your typical black people. What What are you expecting from our just own people? Whole, just the whole, um... What is it? Elitist thing. Well, see, well, what, I, what I'm expecting is, what is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, what you what we gonna do? And for those who can't see me, I'm scrunching my face up like something stank. Like, wait, I don't, I don't get, okay. Like, we had the Creative Convos. Creative Convo um, is something that Black Creative Circle is starting. And we had the first one last week. And when I came home, my husband was like, what y'all was doing, just eating and drinking? And I was like, no, well, you know, it's X, Y, Z, da, da, da. And he was like, so basically I was eating and drinking. I said, you know what? I said, you're not asking me that because you want to know. You're asking me because you're trying to criticize what it is that I'm doing. I said, you're criticizing my work. And I put some work into this. So I'm not going to have this conversation with you and I shut it down. Next time, hey, we got one schedule. Why don't you come here? Right. So I already hit that. I already, I already said, baby, you're invited, That's you know. And, and then he was like, oh, no, okay, cool. But don't hit me with this so basically y'all was just no and he not gonna be the only person that's gonna do that it's gonna be a lot of folks that do that I've heard that before the uh, whole thing you invite them next time they not they, they know what it is cause they see it, they, they'll feel the work Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This one just this thing that I had, that I had mm-hmm. in my head. So it is in kind of important sometimes to invite people to say, "Yo, you can see." It is. So we was just going out drinking too. He was like, "Well, I thought y'all was just sitting around eating and drinking." It's. I mean, we ate and we drank, but I mean, like we. The conver- that's what, that's what I, conversation. That's, the conversation is just as much a, a, a part of the work as the making. So, so sometimes it's just like, so me, I, with, with my artist collective, me, Frank, and Edwin, me, Frank, Edwin, we used to, that used to be the majority of us that, me, Frank, Edwin, the twins, uh, sometime Mike, we would be on the highway, you know, driving together, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes I'd be like, man, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to drive to Memphis. And then I'm gonna get my stuff, and I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go from Memphis, and then I'm gonna drive to, uh, I'm gonna drive to Houston from Monroe. Mm-hmm. And then Frank could be like, "Why would you do that? Why not just drive to Memphis, take a nap, spend, wake up in the morning, get up, and then drive to Houston?" And I'm like, 
know what, you're right. That ain't even like no brain, no whiz type yeah, thinking, right? But because with my head, yeah, in my head, this is what I was in. You just I'm going. Just trying to get it. Mm-hmm. Just, I want to get in, get in and get it. Sometimes just the conversation alone. Exactly. Think through something that you put. That could have, I could have had a wreck. Because, like I said, I've had to tell people, no, creative, not just drawing. We 
I talk, I'm a radio host, spoken word. And so that's what Shakitra, I called her and asked her to be a part of it because I thought you'd be dope. Like when we said, when we were talking about who we want to have showcase and stuff, I was like, oh, I already know somebody off top. <laughs> you, I'm glad you did that. Um, events, like I don't, want, I'm, I don't want us to turn into a party promoter type group. <laughs> like, but I want some fun stuff. Right. I want us to be able to do some fun stuff too that black people can go to and it can be black as fuck. And if you are, if you the ally support of the black as fuck movement then be up in the mix that. too I love that I love that so I love that um, even saying it like that the way you say it the black as fuck yeah. movement yeah. that yeah, yeah <laughs> thank you it, because, <laughs> and, and that goes back to what I was talking about earlier about us not being not 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 being so concerned about how other people envision us if we being we being black as fuck so fucking what you know it, mm-hmm. it is what it is and if you want to be a part of it just come out. through oh, come through it's like if you're not a creative and you want to support support by coming to these events because more than likely like our events like blog parties or parties this and that will probably fund the workshops yes. so come through <laughs> come through but then like also just initiatives like we talked about doing community engagement like like you talked about doing like murals and things like that like we're trying to do all that type of stuff in Monroe North Louisiana. What else is on our list? Workshops, community projects, yeah, um, events, and it was something else. That was- mm, that's all I got. Like creative combos is what I got right now. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we're trying to, you know, knock all of those things out at the same time. I'm just tired of going to other places and being like, "Damn, this is dope. Why can't we have this right. at home? Yeah. Why don't we have this in Monroe?" Yeah. And then I want people to be like, "Man, I heard about the people in Monroe." That's exactly. Exactly. Because the thing about it, like when people think about Louisiana, they just think about South Louisiana. And it's like, we, it's a whole, I mean, exactly. Man, so it is two different states in a sense, but come on now. It is, and we understand that. We get it, but don't don't shut us out like we ain't nobody. Right. I was about to say, don't shut us out like we not Louisiana too. For real. Just a different breed. It's like gumbo. It's gumbo. It's a different flavor of gumbo. Uh, Flavor in the gumbo, yeah. But, um, so the lady at my last, um, at my show, my talk the other day, she they came through and she was like, she's like, where you from? I was like, I'm from Monroe. She said, oh, that's it's country, ain't it? And the other lady that was there, she was like, no, nah, not really. It's a little city. And I was like, yeah, it's a little city. It's not. It's 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 a little country, but not not like that. It's not a country town. And then the other lady was like, well, I got some friends that's in Columbia. And she's like, that is country. And I was like, yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> you know and the other lady was like, oh, okay, okay, I get it now. It's like, yeah. I mean, like, do you but come out? Perceive, this is how people perceive this area. So we have to, as creative folk, we have to say, we have to envision this shit and do something, do something yeah. about it. Yeah. And until that, people are going to always put us, label us this or uh, that. Mm-hmm. You know? And even when it comes to Shreveport, people think about Shreveport as casino yeah. and ratchet. And Every time I say I'm from Shreveport, they be like, oh, Cooper Road? Not even. Yeah, Will from um, the other one. Uh, not Cooper Road, but... Uh, 
Uh, you talking about like over there by um, Huntington? Yeah, yeah. What did, what do they call that area? I can't uh, think right now. But anyway, it's all it's every black place in right. Shreveport. Other, and I'm like, no, I'm off Hanover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on East Kings, the other side, going towards Florino oh, Lucas, where the mansions are. We're not in the mansions; we're right before the mansions. But nice little, about, yeah, but it's like no, it's like, dude, no, I'm not from Cooper Road. Quit calling me that. And it's not like. I have anything against them areas, but it's like that's the only thing you know about. That that's not, man. No, I went to Captain Shreve, bro. Captain Shreve a little more colorful than what it was in two thousand three, but I went to Captain Shreve, man. Chill out, man. Shreve, Shreve City, get out of here. A, but but that's just saying, you know, it's a lot more to cities than what we think. And even in Monroe, like people all think people. This is what I always hear when people say um, talk about Monroe. They say uh, they. They don't mess with locals. And I'm like, now, when the people, somebody call me local, I get pissed off. Oh, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you for getting local. Because, I mean, for being like that, because I know. Go ahead and finish what you're saying. I'm I'll not say, local. I say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm from here, but I'm, I, my mindset is definitely not local. I don't. I'm, I'm, I travel. I and travel. then you know what? And I, people try to say that just to say that, you know, you know, to attach these little negative uh, uh-huh, that's exactly what it is and I ain't gonna lie I felt subject to, subject to that because I'm from Shreveport and I came to Monroe for college so oh no I'm not a local I, I went to ULM I came from for school I just my job is here so I stayed here and I lived here my husband's job is here and his son is here so no so I have been subject to that I've, I've been that I've added to that and I'm not anymore because at this point I've been here since 2003 I'm from, <laughs> when people say where you're from you know depending on where I'm at if I'm in Monroe I'm from Shreveport. Yes. If I'm leaving Monroe, going somewhere else, I, I'm in Monroe. I, yeah. I live in Monroe. You know what I'm saying? So I don't like that either. My as of right now, my children, my children and my puppy. My puppy's from Bastrop, but <laughs> my child is from Monroe. So you know, don't don't we from Monroe? But don't lump us in that negative sense of so oh, you from a, Monroe. I think it's a yes. it's a place yeah. where we can um, redefine what people think about this area. You know. And we can give it some culture. We can give it some definition than what it already has. Which is, that's, I think that's the biggest problem is that the culture part has been ignored. Like, it is a lot of great people that came from this city. Yes, it's I didn't realize history. how many, how many. Who's the guy in the Black Panther? Area. That's a Huey, Huey P. Newton. Wasn't he like the leader of the Black Panthers? He from here, right? Yeah. Yeah, so once. And on a white note, in Tim McGraw from down the street? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> then um, the, one of the greatest basketball players to ever play came from this area, um, came from Monroe, which is uh, Bill Russell. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Who's player. somebody from around here? Isn't Scotty Pippen from around here? He's from Arkansas. And Carl Malone is from... Uh, well, he went to school. He from Weston or he yeah, just went to school? I didn't know he was from there. And then um, right down the street, what's that? Junction City is... Uh, not nah, Bernice. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's an older player with Bill Russell time. Um, Willis. Willis Reed, I think it is. I don't know. Yeah, Willis Reed is from... Bernice. And then on another note, Donson Coney is an amazing artist. I'm, right. I interviewed him and did a documentary on him. I didn't realize I didn't realize his greatness until after I had talked to him. Wow. And then it's it's some great um, jazz singers from this area. Of course, it's some good, some blues players from this area. Oh, yeah, uh, blues singers from this area. Um, cool. Right. It, it's just, yeah. It's so much talent here. And so many people leave this area. And we lose that 
that creative. And see, okay, that we talked, Vitus, you and I talked about this. Oh, wait, let me go back up real quick. I used to do the field trips at my old job, and I would tell those kids they would come from, because we're, we were, we're a regional airport. And I would tell them kids, like, when we look at the artwork and stuff in the, in the airport, um, that's where I worked. It's no secret. But that's where I worked, and there's an art gallery in there, and we had art upstairs. And so I would tell them all the time, like, when you see this stuff, like, Delta started in Monroe. You know, didn't Coca-Cola start here, too? Yeah. I would tell them all the time, like, just because you're from a small place and people look down on this place and surrounding areas, don't mean you can't do big things. All these people in here do big things. Big big things came from You'll this small place. So don't don't ever do that. But You'll be surprised how many people that's major that's not from... Atlanta, but they oh, might yeah. be from a little little big Outside. town. Yeah, like Jeezy is from not from Atlanta. He's from like Gainesville or something like that. For real? Yep. Yeah, he's like from a little town outside of um, Atlanta. But you know, that's he where grew up that's in where, Atlanta. yeah he he grew up in Atlanta. Like as far as like blew up in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But um, what's cause from uh, Chattanooga? Oh, uh, sure, it's from Chattanooga. Really? Wait a minute, Eight Ball and MJG is from, from Memphis. Uh, Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. But it's somebody from. But that's big though. Memphis yeah. ain't no little place. No, 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 no. But it's, it's but it's a lot of people that's from small. Shakira, you kind of, you kind of. Epps. You're not as polished as I thought you were. I'm just saying, like all the stuff she's saying. I just, I, let me tell you, when I met Shakira, I met her when I hosted <laughs> open mic night. She was a little reserved up in there. Now I'm just seeing a different. I think that's I'm seeing a different one. <laughs> Am I green? Because I used to say everything. I just want to say much. No, you didn't. But, okay, I can't remember what I was finna say. But anyway, damn, I feel like it might have been something dope, too. <laughs> but, yeah, but but it is a lot of people that's not from big towns that do great things. Yeah. But we- oh, this is what it was. So, like, you and Vitus, you and I were talking earlier about um, people with amazing talent leaving here but then I was like it's people like me and I'm gonna I'm go ahead and talk my shit I feel like I'm talented I feel like I'm still raw and I need to I need to raise my confidence up some more or whatever but I feel like I do some dope stuff when I, I put my mind to it and um, and I know some amazing people but like it's people like me like I'm only in Monroe Louisiana because my husband is here he has a job a good job he's been there for a long time and he has that job because he had a son when he was in college and his son is here because his mother is here so I'm here for all them reasons. That's the only reason why. That, that little brunch thing you was doing was kind of dope. I don't know why you stopped. My brunch? Yeah, that was I want to do some brunches. That was super. I mean, but you know what? Oh, okay, well, let me. Okay, hold up. But it's people like me that are here because they are here for whatever reason. But it's like, I don't know anybody, you know. And when I, and when I was in Monroe and I moved away because the company I worked for closed, I moved back to Shreveport, I moved back home. And then I came back because I got engaged. So I came back and it was different. I knew the people I used to know weren't here anymore. Also, I was like mid-20s. I came back at like 29, 30. So I'm a different person too. So it's like, I'm just here and I don't know what to do with myself. So it's like, you got people like me that are here that just don't, that don't have nothing to do or don't know what to do or, you know, so people leave, but then you got people coming in that just What's it? are just here. I'm not from Monroe. I'm from this little town called Epps. Oh, yeah. That's de- I, that's um, definitely small. <laughs> and I'm just like... It's, it's, it's the city for me. Epsons. Really? Well, See, this is this will be the country for me because Shreveport is bigger than Monroe. Epps is one of the times you blank your eyes. It's all right. Like you had already been doing it. 
So, I mean, like, I'm coming to the city and I got something to offer, but I don't know anybody. I'm like you. You don't know people. And then it's like, so how do I? And then when I came back here, I had just started radio. And I didn't realize, I did not realize radio was my thing until, like, maybe two years ago. That I was like, this is my shit. Like, I like this. So, you know, let me ask y'all that. Oh, go ahead. When I was three years old, I already knew, you know, I oh, yeah, was you be knew. an artist, right? I, man, I'm going to tell you, I thought I was going to be a, I thought I was going to be a um, oral surgeon out of high school. So when I went to college. for the rest of my life is what I thought. Really? I yes. thought when I went to college, I thought I was going to be an illustrator for like, I thought I was going to do comic books. I really no lie. Okay, so my dream, my 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 real life goal is to be like on a syndicated radio show, but also to be. I want to be a cartoon, a voice actress. That's that is what I want to do. I want to be. I want to be. What's the girl from? Um, she did every black girl's voice. She, Freddie. She was Freddie on um. Yeah, Freddie did on um. Different different world. world. Her. She is an amazing voice actress. I want to be her. I want to live forever as a cartoon. I'm trying to be like Shaggy. Everybody knows Shaggy voice on Scooby Doo. You know what I'm saying? That's dope too. That um, that's what I that's um until like and that's what I think that's what happened a lot of times is that like we all like I always say about athletes. We all had a dream to be the Michael Jordan or the uh, yep. you know whoever you can think of about football uh, but and when that dream don't happen it just kill our spirit right but to be able to think through that and evolve say I'm going to be a coach I'm going to have my own uh, football league. I'm going to be an answer. I want my own audio studio, honestly. Right, right. So we don't... So I can record I my own shit. We get so caught up in one dream that we don't see that it's other opportunities yep. outside of that dream. But that's where that recreation comes in. Right. Like yeah. about earlier where you have to just dig within yourself and recreate who you are. Continue mm-hmm. to evolve, yeah. I know I'll be recreating myself like... Girl, because I... When you walk... Like, I felt like I kind of knew who you were. And I, which is cool because I felt your vibe, which is why I was like, I want you on my show. I only have people that I, I feel like they got a good vibe and stuff and have something to say on my show. But um, I learned something all kind of new today I about you. I, you know, I kind of <laughs> see that. That's why I was like, you guys see something to you up in here with your blue and green hair, real ghetto and shit. You know what, <laughs> I'm playing because my hair blue right now, too. My hair is blue right now, too. Um, that, that was one of the things that... that my mom, she, she, when I first got into ministry, she was like, you got to play the part. What's the part? I hope my husband never gets called to the Lord because I'm... I'm not gonna be that first lady. That's, thing. that's what people need. That I mean, if he gets called, that's that's amazing. Right. But yeah. it's like because I don't, you don't have kids that's coming in, and, and you don't have young people that's coming in that's automatically just already prep and prep and prime. I mean, prim, whatever, however you want to say it. You gotta be relatable, and that's one of the things that I really pride myself on when it comes to ministry is that I don't have a problem with sharing my struggles. And, and see, we were talking about that earlier because people people talk they talk around around like no give me you not helping me with just being like you know what's gonna take work bitch what work what work what did you do what was the conversation you had with your husband what was the conversation yeah, you had with your is, mama this is yeah. exactly what, what was it right right i agree you know what i'm saying like tell me yeah. right i i've i've said that about like since so with, with my artwork it's about bridging the gap so i, I always tell the come like 
uh, talk about my mom. My mom, like, you know, my mom, who she is now, isn't who she was. No, at all. And I think that's problematic in, like, raising somebody, like, because, you you know, we get the vision of you going to church, this, that, and the third. We'll get the vision of you when you make a mistake. When you see, I think yes. my bonus child and my biological child will see will see two different errands yes. because my yes. my bonus son is my son, but he's my bonus son stepchild. I mean, like I met him when he was three, and I was twenty two. I'm 34 now. So he got to see your mistakes. Your well, he saw, I won't say mis- mistakes because he, we didn't. We've only, we've only been. Uh, um, married my husband and I won't be married for three years but like he saw me as a young girl yes. and so you see me even with my god kids shit they didn't see me drunk we at the football games I'm trying to help you catch all these these so, footballs in the end zone I'm drunk as fuck now my so biological kid I may not even be in that but I'm not saying I'm a no I'm not saying I'm she, going to she, change I'm just saying I'm a, yeah like I'm moving out of that so it's like they may see two different people with my daughter like I, I told my my mom, I said I would I would have to raise my daughter different than the way that I was raised. Not saying that you did a bad thing, but right. you could only raise. And I didn't know you had a kid till yesterday. And that's why I tell for twenty years old. That's why that's what I'm saying about my mom. Like I'm not saying my mom did a bad job. I think it just opened. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to make mistakes, and you don't feel like you don't you're not down in in the dumps because you made a mistake when yeah. you know. Of somebody else that went through the same thing, you know, you went through this period, you know, you met, you know, you met this person, or you yeah. had these problems going on, or mm-hmm. this, that, and the third, and then it makes it so much easier for the person, for your kid to say, you know what, this bad relationship that I had, just a phase. That's it. It's cool. I'm I gonna had, move on. That's the biggest thing with with being open. Um, I've been told that you're, you're a little too transparent. No, I don't, see, I don't think that you can be too transparent. I'm glad you said that. There are that. some things that I'm just not going to tell y'all. It's not for you to know. Mm-hmm. But there are some areas where I have to tell you in order for you to get it. It may make me look bad at the moment, mm-hmm. but I have to tell you, uh, with my last week of school, um, somebody came in and they were talking about, you know, they were dealing with alcoholism. And I was like, well, cool. I was an alcoholic. You see where I'm at now? You can get past it. And they looked at me and they was like, what? Like, yeah, I was an alcoholic. I drunk morning, noon, and night. From, I missed a couple of years because I was drunk so much. Is that the mil- I, a military thing? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah I, 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 I saw many military years. people get caught yeah. up in that, though. Because I hear that. College right. students do, too. But college students is more acceptable. Yeah. yeah. You in college, it's college life. Well, I'm just saying, like. But it happens. Because yeah, you're yeah, trying to, one, you're trying to dull pain. Two, you're trying to get a grip on reality of what's going on. But do you know that. Teens are going through that now. Mm-hmm. That's why you have so many teens vaping. You have so many teens high because they are trying to find a way to deal with things and they don't know how. But if we don't tell them, right. hey, I, I used to smoke dope too. Right. And uh, well, why, how did you stop? Or what happened? Well, I got a hold of some bad stuff, so I had to stop. Right, right, you know, right. you got to tell somebody your right. story. Be honest, right. You know, hey, I'm, I can remember a time I we were smoking. We were young. My cousin got weed from the same person that I got weed from, but they laced his stuff because he was trying to talk to one of his ex-girlfriends. Get out. What if we had got that same weed that my cousin got? 
Yeah. We'd have been gone. You wouldn't have seen the person you're in now. I was like, you know what? Oh, I think I'm done. I don't want to smoke no more. Mm-hmm. So I got a reason right, for not right. smoking. I can't knock you because, right. you know, that's what you may want to do. Right. But then I can tell you, hey, I can give you the story. You like, the story. Yeah, yeah. And that'll give you an outlook of, well, I got to be careful who I'm smoking with. You know, now you're more careful, and eventually you're going to come out of it because you're going to go out of it. Well, see, my thing was drinking. I praise the Lord that I was always around people that was looking out for me because, girl, like, I used to used to drink I'm a drinker that's what I do but not as much as I used to but um, I actually pray for the Lord I actually pray to the Lord to take the taste of liquor out of my mouth for vanity purposes because I'm trying to be a skinny bitch and you get fat I'm not gonna lie to you because I'm trying to be a skinny bitch that's what it is I'm the biggest I've ever been in my life I'm uncomfortable that's all it is you gotta drink it straight and I like a little I like a little margarita mixer with my tequila I'm gonna be real and I like my mimosas but like I just I'm so thankful because my mommy to always tell me like it's not your friends it's who your friends are with you know what I'm saying like ain't no telling how many times I was damn near close to getting Man, raped or some shit like that you know what I'm saying because I be hanging out with my girlfriends and my guy friends and stuff my guy friends cool I mean we be chilling at their house I'm, I'm fell asleep at, you know at the car table I'm gonna go lay down in the back Everybody leave. Right. You know what I'm saying? My homeboy cousin may come up in there. Right. That's it. You, my, you know, like you never know. That happened. One touch, he touched me on my foot, and he was like, "Where well, am I gonna say my friends? My fr- old friend. We ain't friends now, but you know, my old friend's name. But he was like, where he? And I'm like, oh, but well, he left, and like I was just laying there, and he was still the cousin was still standing there, and I'm just like, is this motherfucker gonna leave? Yeah. You know, just me being me. He gonna leave? Eventually left, but now I'm like, girl. He probably was thinking twice about some shit. Man, so when... Praise God. Ooh, praise God. Military. <laughs> this military story. So, I went to... Um one one crit one I was in grad school and I vi- I went visiting my cousin and I did this two stop trip so I went visiting my cousin in Portland and Seattle and then I flew down to um, to San Diego for New Year's to visit my cousin and something happened so I, I end up hanging out with my homeboy that's in the military his girlfriend happened to come to town from uh, Baltimore and so he was like yo. I'm going to hook you up with some of my homeboys that's in the military. They're a little younger, but they they cool. So I ended up going out with them. They was like 18, 19, 21. Oh, yeah, they was drunk, drunk. So I'm I'm 20. (laughs) Do you see my face? I'm I'm like, ugh, vomit. I'm like 25, 26 at that time. And you old. Yeah, I'm old for them. We drive from San Diego to Anaheim, which is two hour, two hour drive. We get to the club, we kicking it, and like, I'm like, yo, y'all make sure we stay together. One dude couldn't come in, so he still he stayed out, and he just kind of. You want some? Who you can? You want some? The buddy system stuff. Yeah, we Cause yeah. you know it's oh, so he he was out in the parking lot. It was Virginia. I remember this. Virginia, San, Virginia, South Carolina. The, the, the oldest guy was 21. He was from uh, Miami, and then the other guy might have been like 20, but he was from Little Rock. Oh, y'all was the naive. He the he naive. So, naive. so we in the spot. We in the spot. Us four stuck stuck together. The night the, the Little Rock cat, he just get lost. He get lost. We're like, man, well, and I don't know none of them now, so I call him by whatever. Oh, they seen Little Rock. Wait, what Little Rock kid? I don't know. I ain't seen him in a while. So it's it's 12 o'clock. 
12 o'clock hit the whole New Year's thing happened. Everybody, you know, Still no Little Rock. Yeah, we don't know where Little Rock at. So two o'clock hit club in. We outside looking. We run into, um, I think Virginia. We run into parking him. Like he parking like pimp. So we run straight into him. We get to the car. Little Rock laid out on the side of the car. Laid out on the side of the car, just laying there. So we like trying to slap him. Everybody slapping him. All of them slapping. We taking turns like on a moving airplane. Yeah. Pow, pow. I'm like, hold up, let me do it. <laughs> I the shit out of this kid. He never wake up. He never wake up. We like, man, we gotta put him in the car and we gotta figure we gotta take him to the ambulance or the hospital so, or something. So we drive him and it's an ambulance outside in the parking lot across the street. So we take him over there. Excuse me. They cut his shirt open. They put the little shocker things on him. They get hit him with the adrenaline thing. He come, he wake up. He was in a coma? Yes. He was out. Oh, wow. He was out. So the the, the, the uh, ambulance people like, yo, what, y'all, he got an ID here in the military. We not going to report y'all because they could have got in trouble. Like, mm-hmm. got kicked out the military, everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, we not going to report y'all. So we get in the car. We driving back to uh, San Diego. It's like 2 in the morning. He like, he like, man, I was at the bar with this little Asian chick. <laughs> she got him. She gave me her drink. <laughs> Somebody had... Lace her. Somebody laced her. to him. She probably knew somebody ain't got her. And he go, he passed out. So we ride back. Somebody was trying. Somebody pissed off. They wasted their whole pill. Yep. And they ain't getting none. They ain't getting none. They ain't raping nothing Look, that no, night. Hey, we driving down the highway and his shirt doing this the whole time. It's, fl- it's fluttering. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. We That's got, I started calling them nipples then. <laughs> <laughs> we, riding, we riding down the highway his nipples out and his shirt. <laughs> man, it was so crazy, man. It was That was my military story. Man. And he... It, it was crazy, and I'm talking about you know in in California you got all kinds of people. You got it ain't just black folks in the club. It's all kinds of people in the club. Somebody aced, laced that little Asian. Oh yeah. lord! They was trying to get her and got. So what? <laughs> That's not funny. They said he stumbled out to the car and just happened to pass out. Pass out in the car on the car. He was out cold. <laughs> I was slapping him. Man, we was slapping the dog shit out of him. Ain't nowhere. Ooh, that is and funny to me. He got scared. We was like, damn. <laughs> Y'all damn near beating his ass. He should have yeah, so said, oh, hold up, bro. Nah. That's, that's horrible. Yeah, it was- Tell me where where can we find you? Tell me about your personal practice because we we've heard all your 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 input, your intake, all that stuff, your thoughts, opinions, the n word, not the n word, all that. Um, Shakitra, tell me you got you just published a book. Yes. So tell me about your book. Tell me where we can find you. Okay. Um, the title of my book is called The Foundation of Her Heart. Now is it spoken? Is it poetry? No, it's not poetry. It's actually ministry. Oh, okay. It's uh, is it ministry poetry? Is that such a thing could be okay do that it is a um it's a a walk through to healing mm-hmm. wholeness uh for broken women mm-hmm. uh in whatever area it doesn't have to just be relationship or anything like that it could just be self-inflicted hurt uh so it's about getting back to the fullness of who you are and steps you can take uh to get there um 
it's not it will not be published until well it's published already but the release will not happen until March mm -hmm. so once the release happens then you'll be able to find it on Amazon we're working on uh, getting it on Apple Apple Books okay so uh, it'll be on both of those outlets and you can reach out to me you can reach me at Shakitra May White on Facebook Instagram Jesus Avatar and also um, I'm a barber stylist so you can reach me on Queen's Creation on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And when your book comes out, you can come back. We can we can talk about all that. Vitus, I know you got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Tell me tell me where you're showing at. Tell me your exhibitions. Yeah. Tell me where. So um, um, I just got off the phone with show, um, some people in Minnesota, in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess we're gonna go ahead and move forward on that. That's gonna be an April exhibition I'm having right now. My show is up at the the, the Hilliard Art Museum and uh, at the University of Louisiana Lafayette. That's up until uh, May 2nd. Um, I'm working on, I got another show that's going to be at the Complex in Memphis. Um, and I don't, I'm not sure what the work is going to be in that show yet, but it's, that's going to be up for the month of April also. So I have two shows up in the, at the, in the month of April. I'm going to have a show at the Antana Gallery in June, I think, mm -hmm. in New Orleans. Um, this is all the same work, or you created new work for all these different shows? Be some different. I don't know. I like doing new stuff yeah. just to keep me going. Uh, sometimes it's the same work. That, it's some work that I've shown before. Uh, and y'all, he's available for commissioned artwork. Yeah, He'll work with you. Murals. Um, working on a, a couple mural projects for the summer when I get back because um, I'm doing. And he did my my logo. Yeah, the podcast logo and cover art. He did that. Yeah. That girl, he yes, him. He did that. It's dope too. Graphic art. Yes, that's how I found him. Yeah. So in. Um, I got two uh, residency programs I'm doing in the month of March and the month of April. I leave Friday morning, leave it, going to uh, upstate New York. And the residency is when they pay you to come out there and work in their studio. Yeah, so they just pay you to be up in there working. Golden Paint, Golden Foundation, uh, that's going to be in the month of March. Uh, month of April, I'll be at the Virginia Center for Creative Arts um, the whole month of April. Then I'll be back in May. And so I'm, I, I got a couple mural plant. Mural plan for the summer. Uh, you can follow me at the Shellavitis on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, uh, Pinterest, uh, Tumblr, um, YouTube, uh, and my Facebook is uh, Vitus Shell. Don't follow me on Facebook because I'm already full. So. And you can see why he says he everybody else in the Black Creative Circle board really pushes the initiatives because he don't be here. He be busy. <laughs> and uh, as always, you can follow me at Love Aaron AD on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A Daydreamers Podcast. And please look up the Black Creative Circle. We're trying to do some big things out here on Facebook and Instagram. Look up Black Creative Circle of North Louisiana. And um, <clears throat> last words, uh, my mantra for this week, I follow I Am Mantra on Twitter and they posted one the other day and I'm going to use it for this week and it is I am focusing on all that is working well in my life and what is working well in my life right now is radio my motivation for my podcast and my husband and I are so in love with each other right now like I really love my marriage right now it's dope as fuck it's dope y'all have a mantra this week or last words you want to share no 
No. No last words? No. Congratulations on being in love like that. Thank That's you. Thank you. Celebrate black blue. Okay. All right, people. Well, we'll see you next time.